Welcome to the Classy Ring Attire Podcast. I'm Joel. I'm Chris. And it's time to get classy. Let's remember how to do this. <laughs> uh, so it's weird how easily you get used to not doing a podcast <laughs> for one week. I know. Um, I mean, it's been a busy week. Like, I guess. Um, it's been a full week. It feels like it, yes. Yeah. Um, so Lars Sullivan is apparently a bigoted monster. Uh, do we have to start with that one? I mean, that's like the one thing that seems to be popping up like every day this week. <sighs> Fine. Fine. Yeah, Lars Sullivan, like, apparently. <sighs> yeah, okay. So, all I really have to say about that game, yeah. a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One, um, I don't know how much of this, and I've not done a ton of research right. into this. Most of my research is other people's research I've put in front of me. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well known any of this stuff was eh before yeah Yeah. um basically for those that don't know it's mostly seems to be a lot of uh things pulled up from a bodybuilding forum that lars sullivan posted i'm not sure how they know it was lars sullivan posting um i remember somebody posted like proof of how this is him or something like that but i just i didn't really go that deep into yeah um so i'm willing to like, say, I, I don't know that. I guess there's still a chance that this might not be him. Yeah. But it's been a couple of days as of this recording. And the chances of that not being him seem slimmer and slimmer. I feel like it would have been rebuked at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, he's basically just said a lot of really bad things. About a lot of different About a lot of, of people. Like, like he, he kind of has done the greatest hits of racism and bigotry and... Sexism and just pretty much all the yes poor outlooks that you can have on life. He hit all of the tent poles of the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so yeah, it, it mostly comes into like I don't know how much of this was known ahead of time. Right. Um, I don't know where we're going from here. As of this recording, the answer is pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. Now. Most of this has popped up kind of in between Raw at the beginning of this week and when we're recording this right now. Right. So I don't know what's happening there. But it it does feel weird, I will say, that um, he was scheduled to debut a while back. Yeah. And then didn't do to it like an anxiety attack. Right. And there was a lot of talk of like good for WWE, acknowledging that anxiety is a real thing acknowledging that this can be an issue beyond what you can control Mm -hmm. and he wasn't just given this like well man up yeah you know attitude and the like some people alluded to because like this isn't the first time i had heard about this about lars sullivan uh but i believe it first popped up right around the time he was supposed to debut so there's a good chance he caught wind of it and that might have caused the panic attack to be honest with you um yeah i mean the, the 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 fear of all this coming to light i don't i don't know if i buy that yeah. i just i well part of it is lars sullivan hasn't to my knowledge addressed this Mm-mm. um and, and and there's some things that's like well he hasn't had a chance but you have twitter you always have a chance at this point like yeah. like the fact that Big E has addressed this and lars sullivan hasn't yeah. is telling um the person that wrote these statements the few that i've actually read um doesn't seem like the kind of person that 
would worry about them getting out. Right. Especially, and again, like, not to get political about it, but it's 2019 and everything is political now. Yeah. Um, this is a world now where you can feel more comfort and less shame in your hatred thoughts. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like, you have basically been justified. Yes, yeah. You, you, you feel safer voicing your, I'm not a racist, but. Right. Um, and so if, if that's the case, you know, where he might have been like, you know, several years ago, I've been like, I'll post this anonymously on this forum. Right. I hope it'll never attach to me. By, you know, sheer happenstance, he is now, you know, debuting as a named wrestler mm. in a time and place in American history where it's like, oh, you might feel a little more comfortable being like, yeah, I said that. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't. He hasn't come out and said that. Um, he hasn't said, yes, I said that. Those are mine. He hasn't denied that. He hasn't done anything like that was something, you know, that I said a long time ago. That's not me anymore. I deeply regret yeah. such and such. Um, I do believe that there was some amount of, like, things that have been deleted and brought back through screen caps or, or yeah. archived um, forums or whatever. Again, I've not gone into the internet detective hole of... Yeah figuring out exactly what he said, exactly who said this, blah de blah de blah um, Honestly, I think Big E put it best. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big E was the one that commented on Twitter and basically said something to the effect of, like, if this is true, if this is him. He needs to get used to working in a a highly diverse company. Yes. Um, yeah. just, just basically, like... The train is headed in this direction, and yeah. there's no brakes. And it did allude to that people are aware of it within yeah. the company. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so we move from that, and we we sit here and we debate on the likelihood of WWE acting upon or reacting to this and uh, letting him go or something or just or doing anything. Um, and a we moved to a shiny example of them probably not doing anything but just staying the course. Uh, they announced another Saudi Arabia show. <laughs> June God, was that since our last yeah. podcast? Yes, they announced it June seventh, I believe. And we will see the likes of Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, and Goldberg. Goldberg is getting in on that on that you know Saudi Arabia money. Saudi Arabia money. A lot of rumors are going out that uh, he's going to beat Kofi. For the championship at which, Saudi Arabia. Which, again... And do another Brock and Goldberg feud for SmackDown. Which, again, just continues to reiterate how much money must be on the line yeah. of Saudi Arabia. Because, like, honestly, it doesn't have to be that much for Vince. Vince wants to be a global company. Yeah. Um, Vince is going to be the kind of guy that sees, you know, just going to a foreign country and putting on a big WrestleMania-sized yeah. show as a thing, as a big deal thing. And under different circumstances, it would be. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, that's the thing is to be Vince and to say we are just there to entertain and we're here to entertain these people and we are not a political company. Mm -hmm. um, and so the politics behind everything are not part of our brand and our marketing. We are there to entertain the people. Yeah. There is a... There, there is a statement like that that can be made. Yeah. Um, 
however you want to take that, your mileage may vary. I totally understand if you want to be like, no, that's stupid. Um, Vince is also the kind of guy that's probably like, you know, A, not my business because it doesn't affect me, a 74-year-old white American male from, you know. Billionaire. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Like, like he's, he's still billi- he, he's is still he a billionaire? Be, yeah, he's still billi- even after all the XFL money that he's thrown. It was only a couple hundred million. Again, he sold two shows for a mil- a billion each. All right, all right. Anyway, um, with something like that, so Vince wouldn't need to have the you know eternity of zeros yeah on the check, but again to have Undertaker again yeah um to have Goldberg go on there to have it like they're just they have to be putting so much money out there yeah um but I don't know here's here's my biggest takeaway from everything we have we have been off for a week yep um we were busy we took a scheduled we're taking a week off Mm -hmm. which means we have two full weeks of wrestling to theoretically talk about to break down to dissect to speculate upon Uh uh-huh we have shows upon shows, mm-hmm. hours upon hours of wrestling to really get into. So, all that being said, want to talk about in game? <laughs> so, so <laughs> I no no I I, I sit down because again yeah I watch on Hulu the day after mm-hmm. um, works better for, better for my schedule and and I just kind of realized I was like I'm pretty sure they put the Firefly Funhouse segment on YouTube. Yeah. I could just go see that. Yeah. I think that's everything. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, this week they, they did the whole uh, wild card rule. Now uh, it's four people. Okay, so I maybe, I don't know if it's just me. You can confirm or, or you know, completely deny that you f- feel this way at all. But it feels like WWE is scrambling so hard for a... Uh, temporary ratings fix, yes, to appease because apparently it's not just Fox; it's NBC Universal. Both are really yeah. like getting at what, uh, what at Vince again. I don't, I don't know, understand why NBC Universal and Fox are surprised by this. <laughs> well, you know, like, but for real, like we've seen the way ratings have gone the last few years, yeah, and it's going only in one direction, save for the you know the odd episode here and there. Fox should have done their homework and saw the direction ratings were going. Mm-hmm. NBC Universal have had Raw for decades, and they've seen the direction of the ratings, and yet they still continue to shovel money at them. And so, why they're being all like aggressive about it now? I I don't understand it so, unless they're just like no enough's enough. No, so to get into like some TV um, ratings. Mm-hmm. politics and shenanigans mm-hmm. um wwe ratings have basically been declining for a decade yep. um they regularly get you know somewhere in the one point shares i don't remember exactly yeah what they get um for the record the highest rated wwe then wwf segment was rock this is your life right with something like a nine point something share yeah um that was the high mark They've basically been declining ever since then. Mm-hmm. In all fairness, some of that has come to just less. Nothing gets those numbers anymore. Like right. Super Bowls aren't you know 
breaking out numbers anymore. Yeah. Um, TV is segmented. There's so much stuff to watch. Streaming is a genuine big part of it. Mm-hmm. But even more so than streaming, it's just that there's so many channels. There's so much stuff to do. Ratings that would have canceled you immediately, you know, 10 years ago, are mega successes now. Yeah. Um, so some of that, it's been steadily declining for 10 years. Uh, you, you can just point to me like, yeah, but, you know, so is everything. Right. And I mean, honestly, WWE shares compared to most TV shows is actually pretty good. Right. And, and, and what it really comes down to is WWE is relatively cheap to produce yeah. for the money that it brings in. It is still, despite falling, it is, it is a big yeah. thing for USA. USA is a cable channel. It's not NBC. It's not, you know, Fox or CBS. It doesn't have to pull in that same level of over-the-air network ratings yeah, because it's a cable channel. It's also, you know, stuff on USA, things that are other, other big things like Suits, like Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. um, right before that, Psych and Monk. Those shows were more expensive to make, more expensive to produce yep. than any one episode of Raw. Raw is, a, you know, Raw's filmed live. It's a bunch of cameras. It's one set. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and WWE does a lot of the... And WWE's not paying anybody insurance, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> their, their entire cast is, you know, independent contractors. That's actually true for a lot of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but the point is that, yeah, WWE is still pulling in great things. And that's why they can say we're going to throw all this money at Mr. and Mrs. Because it's still pulling in, you know, great ratings and is cheap because it's a reality, reality show. show. Yeah. Um you want to know why Crisley knows best is still on after 29,000 seasons and, and the spin-off. kids have a spin-off, yeah. Um and that is not because I mean it's obviously doing great ratings for USA, but it is doing good ratings and is so cheap to produce. Yeah. Um so they have this block and again, Raw is an episode of Raw costs less than an episode of Mr. Robot and covers three hours of television versus one hour of television. It still makes sense to do that. Um, And when you look at other factors, WWE has a huge social media presence. WWE videos, you know, get shared all the time on YouTube. They're regularly top trending. I don't have to tell you this. Michael Cole tells you this every week. Yeah. Those did you know videos tell you every week. They're yes, they're annoying. Yes, they are skewed to make WWE look like amazing. Yes, but they are rooted in truth. WWE has a mega social media presence, um, and things like John Cena breaking into the mainstream, both as a meme and then as an actor. Yeah. Um, the Randy Orton out of nowhere meme a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, these things that are like, oh, those are from WWE. We, the whole world, love John Cena now. He's so funny and charming and great in that movie. And he was a wrestler. And, oh, yeah, I liked him when I was a kid. And good feelings and vibes are generally being shot towards WWE in this, not not the people who watch it every week, not the people who Mm -hmm. write blogs and podcasts and comment on boards, but... Yes, there's generally nice feelings towards yeah. WWE for things like that. Um, Fox, if you will remember, also was losing UFC. Yeah. Um, 
and and they are basically trying to keep that audience on their channel. WWE is the biggest name, and I think if you go to any UFC fan, and you know, you, you go to your average UFC fan, and you give them the name WWE or any other mixed martial arts company. Mm-hmm they are still more likely to know what WWE is right. and have some thoughts about it. Yeah. Because as much as there is this, like, it's real fighting, it's fake fighting, and I like this, and I hate that, and da-da-da-da-da. They still know what it is. They They're know what it is, and, and, and there is huge crossover in yeah. the fan bases. It's not, a, you know, <laughs> this idea it's like, oh, they're, they're grabbing at something entirely different isn't the case. Also, what Fox has to go on is, you know, the last time that any uh, WWE program was on over-the-air broadcast, SmackDown was on UPN, um, and I think they went to Ion Television for a little bit, maybe. When they went from UPN, obviously CW, because the merge. Yeah, but they didn't go over to CW on the merge. Yeah, they did. I think they went to Ion. Not a uh, no, they were on. They were on CW for a little while. Right, are you going to say that with super confidence? Want to look it up after the podcast? Incredible confidence. You'll have to admit on, on went, next episode that you were wrong. Yeah. All right. They went to CW. They went to Ion, and then from Ion they went to My TV. Oh, My TV. Yeah. And then from My TV went to Sci-Fi, and then to USA. Yeah. I think. All right. <laughs> the point is, they were on smaller channels. Um, smaller broadcast channels, even as far back as UPN. UPN was never pulling in the ratings of ABC, of CBS, or even of Fox. Um, so they don't really know. They have guesses, and they pay a lot of people a lot of money to have educated guesses, but they don't really know what something like SmackDown will pull on a station as big as Fox on a weekly basis. Right. Um all that being said, we are in a ratings slump. Yeah. Um, a slump that is worse now, um, not by a crazy amount. It's not like it's completely nosedived. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I don't 100% know why, but for some reason, there has been attention given to this slump by television industry you know, news reporting outside of wrestling. Right. Um, you know, wrestling things, Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer, all they, they like to comment on ratings being down all the time. Yeah. For some reason, television outlets beyond this are commenting on it. Yeah. And that is what is causing a lot of this panic. Right. Especially from the, the networks. Yeah. Um, and so... You, you kind of get to this, and there's a lot of like, well, this is reaping what you sow. Mm-hmm. And that's not untrue. Yeah. Um, you go back as far as 2010, and you look at all of the stars that were pushed up to the glass ceiling, got to knock on it for one title shot at a pay-per-view, and then pushed back down yeah. to mid-cardness. And some of them didn't even reach that level. You know, yeah, they didn't even get that close to the glass ceiling. Yeah, um, but I mean, NXT or uh, NXT season one in the Nexus is a really good example to point at that you're like here. The storyline's like here is the new generation. Yeah, here are seven superstars that are going to be this you know next push, and then it's like beat them all down. Yep, 
and then and everybody only, else and only let Wade up. Barrett get so accomplished. Yeah, and Wade Barrett never was WWE champion. No, um, he had that one match, one title shot. Yeah, him versus Randy, and I think John Cena was the ref or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and for the record, I did look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, SmackDown was on CW for two years. Two years. Fall of tw- uh, fall of two thousand six to the fall of tw- two thousand eight. After, all, right. all that was after the murder. Then they went to uh, uh, was Mike that a TV two hour show? Yeah, it was a two wow, hour. Show. That's insane. That's that's a whole night on CW. CW only has two hours of prime time. So yeah, wow. That was uh, right. also when it was on Friday night. Yeah, well, nothing's on Friday night. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, there is a lot of. This stuff that it that is feels very shot in the arm. Yeah. Um. The latest of which being the wild card rule. Yeah. Which can I just say for the record is the stupidest thing. It is basically. I mean, they should just you know, well, you know how like uh, a new law or a new rule happens or whatever, and they call it the the so and so rule. Like they name mm-hmm. it after the the most famous person. The freebird rule. The freebird rule. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, they should just call this the Roman rule because <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's going to mean Roman gets to go on Raw. He's going to be one of the four most most times. Yeah, the four of the three that can show up on either show. Yeah, they changed that at the tail end of Raw. Wow, the four. But, yeah, that because Lars Sullivan. Uh, he walked but, in Vince's office and stared at him. He's like, "Okay, it's four. Are you just? Are you rewriting this as you do the show at this point? Probably. I can't. I don't understand. Yeah. They their strategy right now apparently is um again this wild card rule. Mhm. And again pointing out how bad their own show is. Mhm. That seems to be their strategy. Which I again, I'm not an expert. I am not an expert in TV ratings or how to improve ratings or whatever. But Pointing out or feeling the need to point out or apologize or make excuses for or give a scapegoat to why Raw has been so bad, yeah. why your show has been failing, why your show is not up to par. It's probably not a good idea. Just All you have to do is just make it better. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I want to just take it take it like a breath, take a step, take a calm moment here. Uh-huh. Um, and just address WWE directly. Okay. Um, to say that you are in a tough position here. Yeah. Um, it is your own fault. Yeah. Uh, you've done this to yourself. You know, we've all seen this coming, except for you. How could you have not seen it? It's all your fault. Mm-hmm. You deserve all of the struggles that you're going through right now as a company. However... I do want good things for you. Sure. I want you to get out of this. I want this to be a bump in the road that you move past. Um, So you have time. Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't feel like it. I know it's scary. I know that now that we've started talking about ratings every week, that's going to be a big story. Does the ratings go up? Did the ratings go down? Mm -hmm. Um, I also know that part of the narrative of wrestling is... Are the ratings good or bad due to the Monday Night Wars and how fixated you were on the ratings? Yeah. Um, that was great short-term when you were winning, terrible long-term because now it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have time. SmackDown is going to Fox in October. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know what the contracts are, but let's assume that there is some contract that says it's happening. Yeah. They can't pull out in like August or September and be like, nope, this is a bad call for us. Let's assume it's happening. And you have until October to make a product that is compelling enough to tune into Fox and watch on SmackDown. That is a very doable thing. Yeah. You have the talent. Um, there is no reason why you shouldn't start right now in May and work a TV show through the summer months mm-hmm. with a big moment at SummerSlam and then into October. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Yeah. Now, you will. There, there is nothing in the world that you can do this Monday night yeah. that will be like, it used to be bad and now it's great. Right. There is no fix. Mm-hmm. You there you cannot bring the rock out and he says, I'm back and it's wrestling time, baby. Yeah. And that will be the fix. And if you can't do that, you can't do anything. <laughs> like no. like that will not fix this. Right. And that and that's the the issue in all this is they are trying to fix it with a very short term solution in their eyes. Like they think that this wildcard rule is going to be their fix, but really it's just the small band-aid for right now. Well, there that has no bearing on long-term booking because like WWE has not been interested in long-term booking in a long time, which is ironic. <laughs> um, so it, it's like they're serving, <laughs> it's like they're serving like three different masters right now. It's like they're trying to make this show better for Fox, trying to make this show better for. Uh, for NBC Universal, while also you know trying to appease a foreign government, like it's, I I, I don't know. I I think they they step they step too far into it now. There is, so, I uh, there there's this show called New Girl. Um, you know the show. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel is on for several years. Yeah, I was trying to figure out is there a new New Girl? No, okay. no. There's a show, New Girl. It was on for several years. Lots of people liked it. I liked it. It was, cool. um, it was a good show. I watched the entire thing. But when you watched the first episode, it was fine with a question mark. Yeah. When you watched the second episode, it was dot 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 fine with a question mark. Right. That show for probably I I want to say half a season yeah maybe more was just good enough to keep watching it was yeah. right on that edge just mm-hmm. barely barely good enough to just keep just when you thought you were going to just give up on it for good there would be one joke in a in the show like all right well, it wasn't even that it was just like i gotta watch something and it's only 22 minutes Fair. and like like it, it was it was just good enough mm-hmm. and at some point i was watching that and I was sitting there and I was like, this is the show I'm most looking forward to see. Yeah. And this little comedy block, it's that one. Yeah. That show had gotten good. It had gotten really good. The characters had become really entertaining. And mm-hmm. I felt a, a deep sense of camaraderie towards them. Mm-hmm. I cannot point to you where between dot, 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 fine question mark and yeah. this is the show I'm most looking forward to watching it this week. It was just a gradual improvement. It was a gradual improvement. It takes time to do that. It takes time to yeah. rebuild something that is broken as bad as this is. Yeah. Um, there are a hundred examples of that where it's like, 
that really sucked, and it got better. Yeah. Um, you, you can look across the TV landscape finding those. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE, you have to do this. You have a program. You have a product that is bad right now. Yeah. Um, and, and you can do something where you, you can start something this week yeah. that will pay off two months from now, three months from now, mm-hmm. that will feel like a payoff, feel like I'm really glad I stuck with this. Yeah. Um, but there, there has to be a reason why I want to watch this story in s- one segment at a time over a series of weeks and don't feel like I get enough of it from the video package. Yeah. And part of that is just a victim of your own success. WWE makes great video packages, especially feud recappers yeah. on shows, on, on pay-per-views. Um, but it's gotten to the point where you can honestly, you can skip Raw, you can skip SmackDown, you watch the pay-per-views, you can watch once a month. Here is everything you need to know in one video package. You are fully invested in this. Yeah. Um, and that's... That still needs to be there. That still needs to be a thing of here's the video package to recap it, get hype for this. Right. But that that's the sport of it. You you are sports entertainment, which means theoretically you are the best of both worlds. You're the best part of sports and you are the best part of entertainment. Right. Um it, you know, and then when you have MMA matches, when you anything, not just combat sports, but you're like, hey, this basketball team's gonna play that basketball team. Here's their stats. Here's the highlights of them playing each other. Here's this rivalry story that we concocted so that there is heat and investment. Right. Uh, biggest thing, like you watch Duke and UNC, any t- any match, any game, they have amazing video packages. Where you're like, oh yeah, I'm reinvested yeah. in this thing. So you need those video packages there. Mm-hmm. That's still a, that's a part of the sport, but a part of the entertainment aspect, the long form television storytelling needs to have something happen on weekly shows that you I, I as a viewer will feel rewarded for watching those shows. Yeah. And there's nothing like that. Um well we have moments and we talk about these moments a lot on this podcast because whenever one happens, we you know, go wild over it because it's what we want. The Randy Orton is now the diamond that's been squeezed from the coal. Yeah. That was a reference to something he said nine years ago. On right. this, like Those kind of moments feel so rewarding. And I don't know... I don't know if WWE comprehends how, how good it feels to be rewarded for being a longtime viewer with something like that. Right. Um, and obviously you can't pull in something from six years ago. You know, you, you can't do a six-year storyline between now and October. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but the Becky Lynch storyline wasn't six years. No, it wasn't. The Kofi Kingston storyline wasn't six years. Mm-mm. That, and that was, in both cases, really, that was the case of WWE getting out of its own way mm-hmm. and seeing something organic and letting it happen. Um, what, if this gets any worse, Okay. if the pressure keeps piling up do you think it's going to reach a point where vince gives up creative control <sighs> to either somebody within WWE or somebody on these one of these networks i i don't know because it's honestly like i feel like 
part of the reason why these shows have been in such decline is the environment within creative. You hear so many stories, especially lately, like week to week of uh, so many people stepping down or leaving or getting fired because of the work environment and getting frustrated that everything they pitch gets turned down by Vince, mm-hmm. specifically Vince. Um, we have a story of this week where a member of the writing team won a, a daytime Emmy for something else that she had produced and basically went straight from the awards to WWE and playfully like put it on the desk at the creative meeting. And you had the good old boys club essentially getting yeah. all butthurt about it. Like, oh, she's putting an Emmy and that's something that we'll never get noticed for or whatever. They felt like it was disrespectful or whatever. And like, get over yourselves. Yeah. she. It, it was a joke. It was a joke. But because um, a lot of these are former wrestlers, former wrestling guys that pull mm-hmm. ribs all the time. And if someone ever got offended to it, I'm pretty sure they would have been like, well, just go over it. It's just a joke. Just yeah. a rib. Something like that. Don't work yourself into a shoot, essentially. <laughs> yeah. So it's these kind of environments that need a big-time overhaul. Like, I'm not sure, I can't remember the, the guy's name, but the, the guy who essentially got fired for going out and hugging the elite yeah. when they were in the parking lot. I can't remember yeah. his name. Um, stuff like that. Like, get over yourselves. Like, the culture within the creative area department mm-hmm. needs a big-time overhaul. Well, I, And I, I feel like if they can do that then they can hold on to good quality creative minds. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's, we've talked about it before on the podcast, there's a story that Freddie Prince Jr. tells when he yeah. was on creative where they were on the plane, they were going somewhere, and so he just had some DVDs and he was putting in yeah. a Richard Pryor DVD. Yeah. And Vince was like, why are you watching that? Why aren't you watching WWE? And he was like, well, like, I want to watch this right now. Yeah. He's like, you know, you don't want to watch wrestling? No, I want to watch something funny. We have Santino. Right. And it was this, like, weird thing where, like, Vince doesn't know, isn't aware of what's outside, and isn't concerned with the fact that he's not aware. That he's closed off. Right. Yeah. Um, And I I still think that is the biggest sign that they need someone else creatively calling the shots. they, they, They do. Um, I don't know if it will happen, but they do. But that that comes back to the idea of, you know, you, you can't get these rating numbers anymore. There aren't three channels. Sure. Yeah. Um, you can't go to somebody and, and are like, what's your thing? My thing is wrestling. Yeah. You know, eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. Um, you know, you it, it's one of the things you like. I have a podcast on there. And wrestling fan is not the beginning and end of how I describe myself. So yeah. you know it's not for other people. And if I had to choose between wrestling and Star Wars, like, eh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, and, well, that's the thing is, like, Money uh, Money in the Bank is happening at the same time as the, the, Game of Thrones the season finale, finale the series finale of Game of Thrones. And we... We both decided. We both said, we're like, all right, I guess we'll watch Money in the Bank later. Yeah. Um, and... And, and this isn't. And we don't to say, even have a Game of Thrones podcast. No, Th- this isn't to say that they should have, you know, scheduled it differently because they had to schedule that arena when they could, right. uh, months in advance, probably before Game of Thrones was announced. Yeah, you still have to show it when it's airing because 
that's stupid. You have a network. Why would you not do that? Yeah. Um, that that's totally something where I'm like, no, nope, you got to stay the course. That sucks. But you have to acknowledge Game of Thrones series finale is happening at the same time. Yeah. We are going to see a dip. There is nothing we can do about it. We have to know and accept that that's happening. Yeah. You have to be aware that you are a piece of pop culture. You are not the entirety of pop culture. Mm-hmm. And this is a moment in time. This is a nostalgia-driven, pop culture-obsessed society like you have never seen before. Yeah. Um, like, you, we, we, A, have more time to consume pop culture mm-hmm. than any ancestors— and B, the real world is so scary, yeah, and so close to Armageddon every day mm-hmm. that escapism is a real thing. Yeah, right now. yeah. Um, so you can be a piece of that, you can be a part of that, but you are not that. Mm. You you are not the beginning and the end, and nothing is. No, I mean there's a handful of people that are like, wake up, Star Trek time. All, sure. Star Trek all day, Star Trek. Eat the Star Trek cereal with Star Trek T-shirt. But that is not the conscience of the entire society right yeah. and and that is not that group cannot sustain you financially no um and so when people again it's a balance you need people that are like hey these are how wrestling stories work this is how much time you can go back and forth in a ring before it gets boring yeah this is you know you, you can't just bring in film writers and be like you do you're right wrestling now yeah that doesn't work but at the same time you are the guys that eat sleep and breathe wrestling you are vince mcmahon you are michael hayes you are these people who have done wrestling for years and years and Mm. years and you watch for the entirety of your adult life exactly um and and you're watching tapes of other wrestling companies yeah and you are watching your own tapes on repeat like like, that's how you get to be at the top of wwe is this eat sleep and breathe mentality this triple h mentality yeah um but you to be unaware that other people are going to feel differently than that um is shooting yourself in the in the foot yeah absolutely um so you need to have people that are aware yeah um you need to have and 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 it's there and it's there on the fringes when um what's his name when seth rollins walks in white walker and you're like somebody knew something and it might have been seth rollins seth rollins might have gone off been like i want this costume i want this da 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 and i want these contact lenses i look super cool yeah um you know i don't know if you know, Triple H is like, I want this Fury Road looking thing, or he's like, I want this Road Warrior looking thing because he hasn't seen a Mad Max movie since 1979. I don't know. Sure, <laughs> it's it, that that one could go 100 percent either way. Yeah, like I I know he's doing you know Mad Max and Skull King and da 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 da, but like, well, he at least has seen Terminator because you know a couple years ago. Yes, that and they probably they. But again, ad revenue. I don't know if he's seeing if this is like Terminator Genesis is relevant, right. or if it's like, man, oh man, in 1991 this movie came out and I'm still not over it. Yeah, I don't. It know. could be either or. It could be either or. It could be a little bit of both. Yeah. Um. But but that's the thing is like you you are you're producing a TV show. Yeah. Um. I know you're producing a wrestling show. Um. That's great. You should. Yeah. Um. 
I, I watch this to get something that I can't get from Game of Thrones and from Star Trek. And we talk about how, like, you know, especially in the, oh, don't you know it's fake? Oh, so is Game of Thrones. Close Star Trek. Da, 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 da. But I am watching this to get something that I can't get from those other shows. And that is the wrestling. And the wrestling is good. And the wrestling is important. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of wrestling. It and is. it's all out there. And I if, I if I just wanted to watch wrestling... I could do that and never have to watch anything new, and I wouldn't ever get come close to catching up. No. Um, and I could do that just watching good wrestling. I wouldn't even have to delve into bad wrestling. No, you wouldn't. Um, the thing to experience is the watching the TV show, the you know, the progression. The this happened last week. What does that mean? I better tune in next week. The this has been slowly building for four months now. These two have been dying to get their hands on each other. And, and I want to see that happen. Yeah. Um, it is very tricky. It is a balance. I don't mean to say, like, I definitely have all the answers. You're doing this wrong. And anybody who is complaining about they're doing so bad, it's so easy to do it, you don't know what you're talking no. about. They have an insane amount of time to fill. Yeah. They have five hours a week over two shows. Um, they have a pay-per-view to fill every week. You simultaneously have to make all of those must-see television. So you have to, mm-hmm. you know, make great matches happen on TV while also saving your great matches yeah. for pay-per-views. There are some weird, impossible situations. And... On top of having a roster of 90-plus wrestlers, some of which with egos that need massaging at all times. Yeah. Um, there is, but I, I think the biggest thing comes down to, um, I don't remember who it was. It was one of the people that wanted to leave and there's a lot of them now, so I'm not even going to try and yeah. remember which one, but they, they were talking about, um, how there's all these people that want to leave and n- none of them are, have this, like, give me a title or I'm gone ultimatum. Right. They don't necessarily want a title. Yeah. They want consistent storytelling. Yeah. Um, and it has become so painfully aware that that, that there is no consistency, mm-hmm. and there's no point in trying to keep up with this. Yeah. Um, you you have you have things where I and again I understand I need to you, you know this might be the first time somebody watches wrestling in five years, or it might be. You know, I jumped in randomly because you were watching it. Yeah. You need episodes like that where I where you'll catch them. Um, Stan Lee always said every comic book is somebody's first comic book. Mm-hmm. And you need to be aware of that when you're writing that. Yeah. Um, but it has gone so far in the other direction. You can see behind the curtain. You can see this angle is existing for four weeks until the pay-per-view and then it's gone and then it never existed. And yeah. there's no fallout. You, you can see the segments and you watch them disappear and not mean anything and <laughs> just kind of vanish into the, you know, non-existence of importance. Yeah. Um, which is why you have these things like Becky and like Kofi that are all centered around WrestleMania. Yeah. That's the only time you're like, that could go in the history books. That could be an I was there moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gone. They're gone everywhere else. Uh, and you you have to 
you have to you have to pull that curtain closed again yeah you have to make it feel like this is a thing yeah i need to watch it because this is a thing i need to watch this guy beat up that guy because that's what they're living for right and and like and again you'll always have the point where i can pull back and like wait a minute they were fighting two years ago and like then they were friends for a while and like this doesn't make sense and it's all this one cube that will vanish into the ether but i want the wool pulled over my eyes everybody does everybody wants to get lost in the narrative um you know there's a reason why i can go back and we're doing a lot of game of thrones this week but it's a good example there's a reason i can go back and watch season one of game of thrones and be like that guy's gonna die that guy's gonna die that's gonna die and i still want to watch this story right i know that this is going to end with death 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 and none of you get what you want yeah but i'm very invested in this scene in this moment in these characters in this story and i am happy to watch it again even knowing that it's vanishing into the non-importance ether Mm -hmm. in four episodes yeah because the time that they are there, it's compelling, it's interesting, they have something consistently to do. Yes. And that's all we ask of WWE. Yeah. So. All right. Whew. <laughs> all right. Uh, you got anything else? I think that's it. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, as always, like, WWE, just do your best. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I know you're not doing your best. Yeah. Because you've done better, so you're, this isn't your best. So just do your best. Yeah. Why is that hard? <laughs> I don't. Just further proof that they need an off season. Just uh, uh, there, that, 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 could be, that could base. be a weekly segment. Yeah. What did they do this week that further proves there should be an off season? Yeah. All right. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at CR Attire, where we live tweet whenever it's appropriate, which unfortunately is becoming less and less. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, like the, I just, I can't get over it. The, the camaraderie that I want to watch this with people and talk about, it. hey, did you see that? It doesn't exist. And you can also email us at classroomattire at gmail.com. We are also on iTunes. Easy way to follow the podcast. Uh, give us a rating of five stars or write a review. That kind of stuff really helps with the podcast as far as iTunes metrics go. Uh, and if you are listening to us on InsidePulse.com, leave us a comment on there. We'd love to hear from you. We're also on Facebook. Easy way to follow Chris. Easy way to follow myself. See what other kind of things we're working on. Yep. Until next time, stay classy and huzzah. Huzzah.